Over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 14 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com. Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Right here, right now. I'm welcoming you into my house, which just so happens to be every Arizona homeowner's happy place. If you've got any question about your house, home, castle, or cabin, you can join us by dialing one 767 4348 What we'll do is uh, we'll get your name, where in the state of Arizona you're calling from, your question, and then we will put our 48 years of building and remodeling Arizona homes to work just for you and the other 100,000 listeners. But don't let that scare you. If you call, it's going to be just like you and me talking on the telephone. There's no reason to be afraid. I'm never going to try and embarrass you. We're just going to find out what you're up to at one 767 4348 and we're going to put our experience to work any way we can to make your home improvement project maintenance project remodeling project a little bit simpler and a little bit easier if it's something you're trying to do yourself or it's something you want a good referral to we can help you in either regard. Maybe you're in the middle of contemplating a project and you've got a couple quotes and you're wrestling with which one should you pick. Well, give us a ring. We won't mention any company names on air, but you can tell me what company A is proposing and how much company B is proposing this and how much. And we can kind of talk through the kind of questions you should be asking each contractor. Uh, to help you make a decision on which one to pick. Here this morning with my wife, sweet Jennifer. Good morning, everyone. Here in studio with me this morning. That's fun. That is fun. Yeah. And we've got our call screener, Miss Jessie, taking your calls at one 767 And, of course, we've got our broadcast engineer, Mr. Gary D. So that means... We're missing one member of our team. That means I get to push more buttons today. That's scary. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, Gary. I love it. Fasten the call screener seatbelt, because I may accidentally hit, like, call screener eject button. You know, she'll she'll be shooting out the top of the roof. Yeah. Well, we'll need a rosy contractor to fix the roof. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and Jesse's head. (laughs) (laughs) So we're here to have a little bit of fun with you, the Arizona homeowner i'm excited but talk about fun i'm excited about next week's broadcast that will be a real treat we'll be down in tucson at the tucson book festival and have a booth down there and get to visit people and hand out our um, handbook rosie on the house one of my one of my favorite live broadcasts that we do all year long well you have to have support when you go down because we can't hardly keep you in the booth I yeah. was going to say, with Jennifer, be, care- be careful <laughs> yes. when you say your favorite treat. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll also be having an article, our blog next week is on how to um, care for and store books and display them in the house. So maybe you'll get some ideas. Uh, I, I need ideas for more books. I need more ideas for more books. 
Uh, so that event for me is walking around the festival with a wheelbarrow and just filling the wheelbarrow with books mm. that I like. And I'm, I'm a little ashamed to say that there were a couple I bought last year that I haven't even got to yet. So I, I promise, babe, I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be shopping with a measure of caution. Shop for other people. How's that? Shop for books to give away. Okay, I can uh, do that. Like I that? can do that. So we have recently been in the last three weeks to Las Vegas for a week. And the reason we were there was for the International Building Show, the Kitchen and Bath Show, the Hardware Show, the Surfaces Show, which were all combined into one ginormous event uh, over... I think it's 600 vendors filling one and a half million square feet of Las Vegas Convention Center, plus overflow displays in the parking lots and down. One of the surfaces show was even down at another location. Yes, so, it was. Uh, it was too much uh, for one person to try and absorb in, in uh, three days. We took a, a small group of four of us to try and divide and conquer, and we're coming hit with you today. We're coming to you today with what some of our favorite discoveries were. Each of us all put in our, our vote, and we'll be covering those today in and amongst answering your questions about home remodeling, home improvement, or home maintenance. And I see Bill has called and uh, gotten in on one let us go ahead and take Bill before we get to sure. the KBiz fines. All right? Good morning, Bill. Good morning. How are you today? Hey, good. What you up to today, my friend? Hey, well, I just did an accent wall on in my living room, and I have a TV mount up there now, and I've got the new TV, but I did not have an electrical outlet put up behind to where the TV is to where I can plug it in. Now, you know, so I don't have the cord showing. Um, I did some research. I'm going to have to get a longer cord, too, but that's how I found <laughs> this out, that it said that, Actually, running the TV cord down inside the wall and then down and out again is unsafe. It is. Is that true? Yeah. Should I get? Should I just get an electrician to come out and make me a an electrical panel behind the TV? Uh, Bill, what are the cross streets? Where are you located in Arizona? I am in Gilbert. I'm okay. in a twenty-year-old uh, house. Okay. Up- and and when you built this wall. Um, uh, there, I'm, I'm assuming there was some other electric in it somewhere. I'm sorry, the the collar got dropped, but keep going. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and I, I didn't push that button. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Rosa. No, I, I had him locked in, and <laughs> yeah. well, it didn't happen. But okay. Bill, stand by for the answer. It's here's, good. Here's it's the good. answer, Bill. So, if we're trying to run power to the mounting vicinity of a large screen TV, so that we don't see any cords. Uh, it is very easy for an electrician to cut a hole about the size of a tennis ball right where you want that junction box. And then you'll drop a fish tape down the wall and find that receptacle lower on the wall. Uh, of course, the power's turned off. We run some Romex in there. We put some uh, 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 wire nuts and make the junction, run it up. We mount a remodel box to the sheetrock wall and mount the receptacle, and you're all done. Now, in Gilbert, when we, we can relocate a receptacle a certain amount of distance without changing anything and not need a permit. But if we're adding 
or extending circuits, you actually are going to need a permit. Now, I know you're rolling your eyes at me and you're saying, oh, Rosie, get serious. Come on. But it's very easy to get that permit. You just go online. It's called a simple electric permit. You, you don't have to go down to City Hall. You plug in the address, your home, what you want done. When it's done, you call inspection and it's done. And that is a critical step because any work not completed at your home that requires a permit that wasn't permitted is now becoming a deeper point of investigation at every single real estate transaction as well it should be. And we're driving that. And I'm proud of the fact that we're driving that. And it is a result of my aggravation with the flipping industry that goes in, buys a home, flips it, uh, improves it with no permit, no licensed contractors, and then sells it to an unsuspecting buyer that has absolutely zero recourse other than civil litigation against that particular flipper. It's just, it's not right. So I've been pushing for it for a long time. There's a, there's a seller disclosure statement that you have to fill out about your house when you list it uh, with a realtor. They're actually adding certain things to that disclosure that I've been pushing for for a long, long time. So I was tickled to death to hear and see that that just came out. Well, much bigger answer than he anticipated, I am quite certain. Yeah, but it, but don't let that need for a permit scare you or put you off. Any any electrician can do that, Bill, in, a, in less than an hour. And then you call the inspection in. The inspector comes in, verifies connections, uh, verifies... Um, the uh, circuit breaker and the, and the size, the amp size that it is, and that you're not exceeding that. Very simple. You know, all, all zip. Well, we've talked about in the past, too, is it's not very expensive to have a whole house electrical system checked. Might as well do that while they're there. Oh, if, if uh, he, I think he mentioned his house was 20 years old. If, if I had an electrician at my house, uh, I'd, I'd go ahead and spend the money to have them make sure my panel was properly labeled. I had to actually replace a thermostat in a hot water heater uh, just this week. And I went to the panel and turned that 30-amp breaker off that was labeled water heater. Mm -hmm. uh, went back to the water heater, removed the panel, removed the insulation, took my amp tester, and that baby was still reading. About 210. Oh, no. So Somebody had, had marked it wrong? Yeah. So it, something had changed in the course of uh, the 30 years that house had been in existence. So uh, I would ask that if you bring an electrician, uh, it's going to take them about another hour, hour and a half, probably for an average size home, to go ahead and look through the panel, make sure it's labeled correctly. You can actually even help them with that. And uh, it's two, It's a two-person job. We used to do it with walkie-talkies. Now you can do it with a cell phone and get that panel properly, safely labeled. So there you go, Bill. Uh, if you need an electrician that can help you in that part of town, we've got Mighty Electrician very close to you. You can find them on our website, rosieonthehouse.com. John would be happy to come over and get that taken care 
for you. More when we get back with Rosie on the House. We've got Donna and Joy both on hold and an open line at one 767 as well, talking about our favorite finds at the Kitchen and Bath Show. Get you going. Welcome That'll get back. you up. Welcome back to Rosie on the House. You know, when he plays my favorite songs like that, it's really hard for me to jump in. I just want to keep listening. I know. Thanks, Gary. I know. That's a good Amen. Song. Uh, so today we're talking about fines from the KBiz show. And like you said, there's different facets of that. So today we're covering the National Hardware Show. Um, there's different things that. Um, so the National Hardware Show is anything that you can find in the um, in a hardware store, basically, right? So that's the kind of thing we're going to talk about today. So the, one of my favorite ones, Rosie, was the Easy No Slip. Do you remember that one? And Julia and I both picked it as our favorites. And actually... I remember it because we were walking down the aisle, and you disappeared. And I continued walking down the aisle, couldn't find you, turned the corner, came down the other aisle, still didn't see you. Went all the way down about a four-mile aisle, turned around, and went down the other aisle. <laughs> I had to come back and find you. Well, it was a little teeny <laughs> booth, right? And it, it's a product made in the United States, so we always, we always, you know, when we see that big flag, man, we always stop. Yeah, that's true. Um, and this actually, this small product won the Retailer's Choice for the 2023 um, National Hardware Show. Okay. So, so here's what it is. It's a solution. And it comes in a little box kit, and it's got like a little tiny paint roller, and it has a solution in it. And you can paint the solution on many things to keep it from slipping. There's different. There's three different formulas. Um, you could use. Uh, you can do like the bars in the shower. You could do. So they're not slippery. Right. When you, you grab it, it you, right. you've really got a good hold. So it's a solution, and it paints on just like really easy. It doesn't have any smell to it, any odor. It's safe. And then it takes about 48 hours to cure. What's it look like? It's clear. Oh. But it looks like clear sandpaper. You can see little tiny bumps. I actually put on Facebook and on Twitter, you can see a picture of a tile painted half with it and, and it left the rest left. So it's not completely invisible, but it creates like a sandpaper surface. So there's also a solution for the tub floor. I just want to give three tips about the floor of the shower. Okay. All right. If you have someone who's compromised and you're trying to make a safe surface, I believe it takes several layers of protection. There's one thing you can do called etching, where you paint on the solution and it actually etches small cracks, not cracks, but what? Lines in your tile to, to cut the slip. We've used that. It works wonderfully. The next layer would be this product you know, uh, that you paint on. A little bit more grip, more grip. and traction. And then... Um, I like Deco Teak. They have a wonderful teak um, platform you can put in your. It's like a mat, but it's a little bit off the ground, so you don't get water stuck up under it. And that's completely secure, and we've used that in our shower. It's wonderful. And the last thing would be like a super pole. And those super poles are nice because you don't have to drill anywhere. They're a tension pole that you put from ceiling to floor. So if you're really worried about somebody, you're going to have to use several layers. You can't just rely on one thing. But this easy no-slip is one great layer that we found at the show. And you can only find it online as far as I can tell so far. Okay. And it's only, it's under 30 bucks. I think the takeaway on that is just for fall protection in a shower, it's layers of protection. Right. Yeah, don't, yeah. 
Don't rely on one thing. Let's see if we can go to Donna on line one, bring Donna in and see how we can help Miss Donna. We also have Joy and Andrea. We'll get to all these calls as quick as we can. Donna, you're up first. What are you up to? Hey, good morning, Rosie. Yes. I had a question about uh, air conditioner tune-up, uh, AC, uh, HVAC tune-up, what I should expect to pay for a comprehensive tune-up and what I should receive <laughs> for that tune-up. That's a, that's a loaded question. Uh, Donna, um, how long have you lived in your home? Uh, since 1995. Okay. 26 years, 27 years. Beautiful. Is that about the age of the home? Uh, yes. Okay. And is it original air conditioning equipment, or has it been replaced one time? It was replaced uh, 10 years ago. Okay, very good. Well... That worked, too. Oh, nice. Okay, so you did a, a comprehensive. I can tell you that as the warmer months start approaching, you're going to hear a lot of advertising about air conditioning contractors that will come out and check your air conditioner thorough and complete for a 77-point checkpoint for thirty nine ninety nine. you know? So you, you can hear a lot of promotions. I, I would tell you that if the contractor that replaced that equipment 10 years ago is still in business and it's someone that's been servicing the equipment and it's someone you trust, I would go back to that trusted partner, that trusted individual. If for some reason they have lost your trust and you're looking for a new partner, I would tell you the first thing I would start with, Donna, is a whole house energy audit, which is going to include some amount of checking your air conditioning equipment. That whole house energy audit not only checks the integrity of your ductwork, the general operation of your air conditioning, the air tightness of your house, and so forth, it only costs $99. And it is a wealth of information. And any whole house energy auditor that you find at rosieonthehouse.com is also an air conditioning contractor that can give you a whole system, complete system analysis. And it would be worth doing in a system that's 10 year old. Uh, I like the fact that the duck was replaced because uh, duck work is a big, big problem in Arizona. Donna, we appreciate the call. Hope that direction helps you. When we got get back, we'll have joy and uh, on Andrea. Keeping it upbeat and happy this Saturday morning at my house, Rosie on the house. Joy has been very patient, holding on through the bottom of the hour news break. Let's see if we can uh, help her out so she can get on with her Saturday morning. Good morning, Joy. Good morning. I need help. Okay. I figured this out once before, but, but now that I'm old, I forgot what I did. Okay. In one of my bathrooms in my house, in the tub, it's back to getting like a bluish-green stain, and before... I got it in that bathroom the most, and then it spread to the rest of the house. And I can't remember what I did to fix it before. Can you help me? Joy, do you have a water softener on your home? Yes. I have your preferred one, and I had my tanks just clean because I thought maybe that was it. And did you address this with them? I did, and they don't know what it is. Interesting. Okay. 
Well, I tell you what, if one of my preferred water softener companies, which would either be Kinetico or Water Treatment Technologies. Um, Kinetico. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get in touch with John there and visit with him. Um, I'm, I'm suspicious. There's some, generally speaking, that color. And then a lot of times it shows up in the dog water bowl first where people are filling up the dog water with the uh, water softener water. Um, Joy, I'm going to get you your answer. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to hold on because it'll take too long, but we're going we're gonna to try and find John, bring him on, and talk here live on air about what that possibly could be because uh, you've got excellent equipment at your house, and, and my old brain is telling me when we've seen this in the past, it had to do... Um, with the water softening equipment, but uh, let's verify that. So hang on one second. All right, from there, uh, Miss Andrea has also been on hold a long time. Let's see if we can take her before we go back to Jennifer and I talking a little bit more about what our finds at the hardware show were. Andrea, am I saying that correctly? Calling from Mesa? Hi there, Rosie. It's Andrea. Andrea, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Um well, I have a problem with a window. It's a big window in the modular house. And I, when actually when I took my Christmas decorations down, I noticed a crack in the window, but in the outside pane. Okay. And um, I have a solar screen and everything. So okay. I called a couple of window replacement places and um, they'll only do three window minimums which I don't want my other windows (laughs) changed. Um, And they referred me to the big box companies, you know, to get it replaced. Um, But I was talking to a friend of mine who's very creative. And she said, (laughs) I wonder if we can use that stuff you put in windshields because it's it's a crack. It's not, it's solid, (laughs) but it's just a crack. Uh, I don't think I don't think you can, but I'm gonna give you a phone number. Um, okay. And and very often, uh, glass companies do have minimums. Okay, uh, that they'll come out and it, 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 to make it efficient. But I tell you what, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you a, a get out of jail card for free. It's called a Rosie on the House extra coupon. And if you call this company, they are our Rosie Certified Glass Repair Specialist. The company is ABC Glass, ABC Glass. And you let them know that you and Rosie talk live on air. And you don't care what their minimum is. Rosie promised that you would come out and fix this window. And I'll cover the minimum charge if there's one, and you'll get your window replaced. Does that sound like a good deal? Oh, that sounds great. All right. <laughs> that, that, that sounds super. Thanks a lot. Here's the phone number for you. 602-971-3440. And we'll call their office and give them a heads up to expect your call, and, uh, and we'll strike that deal with them. Uh, just like we struck with you, so you can get that window replaced. All right, let's go back real quick while the calls are still loading up and getting screened. 
on our KBiz fine. So we've talked a little bit about the easy, what was it called, easy no-slip? Yes, that's right. Yeah, a product that's available to apply to many different surfaces, shower floors, grab bars. They even have a product that you paint onto your ladder mm -hmm. steps to yeah. keep the steps of your ladder from being slippery. They also have a product that you put on your tennis racket or pickleball racket. So lots of different products, and it comes in a package that already has the kit. pan. Yeah. It's a kit, thank you, that has everything you need to apply it. Yeah. It's very simple. And no odor. All right, so find number two, Miss Jennifer. What, well, what caught your eye? This is actually Julia's pick. Um, okay. she, and, she and James uh, are kiddos. They live in Chicago now, but they are big uh, barbecue fans, as well, many of us are. That and James can he, he he can flat get it done with a with that with that flat iron. He's he got. can he can flat get it done. I'll tell you that. So this product Julia found is by ProudGrill.com, okay. and their products are available in most places. I found yesterday in Ace, and they carry Lowe's and all the, the major brands. Okay. But it's a cleaning system for your grill. There's two models. One's for a cold grill, and one's for steam. But here's the here's the deal. Oh, here's if, the deal. <laughs> if you've if you've heard it, you know, using bristles can be a health hazard for many reasons. You could inhale the bristles, they could end up in your food. I've only become aware of that in the last 12 months. I, I've never known that a steel brush bristle can be dangerous to use on your grill for yeah. cleaning it. Well, so this one has no bristles. Okay. It's, it looks like a Brillo pad on a, on a little flat scrubber thing, and it's got... Built-in handle. Mm -hmm, and it's got a little sharp thing at the edge for getting extra crud off. But so first you go... You got your cold grill. You go across it with the Brillo pad kind of thing, and then there's you know how you use a Swiffer. You pull out these little cloths and put it on. Well, this wraps around the Brillo pad. It's a clean. Okay, and you right. pull out the the um, cloth, wrap it around. There's a place to attach it on all four corners, and then you clean it. So I posted a picture on Facebook. You could, I mean, I didn't spend what Rosie five minutes, and the the grills were pretty dirty. I took two, and there's a picture of before and after. So you hit it with the it's cold. You don't have to wait till you're all burning and hot. Hit it with the Brillo pad, put the cloth on, go over it again. And those came out pretty nice. And the, the cloth has a chemical on it that's not hazardous to food, and it's food safe. So so you've cleaned your grill. It's easy to do. And there you go. And there's Proud a, Grill is the manufacturer. And the name of the product is Q-Swiper. So you can find that. I found it last night at Ace. And they're only 16 bucks a piece. I mean, it was a really good deal for the for the scrubber and the little cloths. Um, so there you go. All right. Very good. Find number two from the Hardware Show in Las Vegas three weeks ago. Let's go back to the phone. I like to get to the calls. That's the purpose of the show, to answer Arizona homeowner questions. And online right now we have Brian calling from Phoenix. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Hello. What are you up to, my friend? Well, I've been in the house 24 years. Okay. And uh, I've had, uh, and I built on in a, a uh, another room for the home about five years ago that's professionally done, uh, but it needed a uh, mini split for that room. Okay. So I had a mini split put on, and it's a 110, so plug it into the 110 outlet on the outside of the house. But recently, it's been blowing that GFI outlet, so I had a... Uh, air conditioning guy come over and a uh, an electrician because the AC guy said, "Hey, nothing's wrong. It's pulling everything it's supposed to be doing." But the electrician said, "Hey, listen, you're running into a 15 amp outlet. You really need a 20 amp." 
Now, I don't know how real that is, or and if so, then I got to, he says, then it should be rather than just wired, you know, where you plug it in, it should be hardwired in. What are your thoughts? And then do I need to get a 20 amp? And it's, you know, I got to run all this uh, Romax wire through the attic, and how much would that be? And it seems to be expensive. All right, Brian, great question. Uh, I'm going to side with the electrician on this one. I would not want a mini split uh, plugged into an outdoor GFCI 15 amp circuit. Uh, I would want my mini split hardwired to a 20 amp. Absolutely. No, I I mean, I wouldn't even think about doing it any other way. Um, So the first thing I would do is make sure you trust your air conditioning contractor to the fact that the unit is still in good shape and it is worth the additional expense. But even even if that unit is going bad, something in it is tripping it. But I'm I'm more I'm more suspicious of the 15 amp GFCI, uh, something out there, especially with all the moisture in the air. Uh, recently, there's a, there's a hundred reasons. Once that GFCI starts feeling a fluctuation of circuit of any type or moisture of any type, boom, it's going to trip. So. Uh, yeah, 20 amp hard wire, direct wire would be the better system for that mini split. It's on an addition. You're always going to need that mini split out there. I'd go ahead and run the 20 amp without a question. I'm glad you called. I hope that answers your question. And now we're starting to get calls from our Pima County uh, listeners down in Green Valley. I love that. We've got other finds from the KBiz show, uh, and one of the things that we're going to talk about next segment, uh, we've talked about your favorite find. We've talked about Julia's favorite find. Can we talk about my favorite find? It's next on the list. It's next on the list. Okay. And the other thing we're going to cover, the show's going to go for another hour and 15 minutes. One of the things we're going to cover in the 10 o'clock hour is if you were listening last week, you heard Rosie go off on a rant. He shot off and went and chewed into a particular industry, the solar industry. And I told y'all that I predicted when I finished that uh, rant, I was going to hear from a lot of people in the solar industry, and boy, did I. But one person in particular responded with a written letter to me. And uh, I'm going to cover that in the 10 o'clock hour, how, how... how he thinks I'm wrong in so many cases. And I really appreciated the way he addressed his differences and the way he wrote the letter, and he deserves to be heard. So I'm, I'm going to cover that in the 10 o'clock hour. But when we get back, we're going to be talking about my favorite find at the Hardware Show in Las Vegas three weeks ago. I'm R.K. Bob Brown, founder of Arizona Foundation Repair Solutions. You're listening to Rosie on the House. Bringing it back to my house before we go to our next caller. I want to take just a couple minutes and discuss my favorite find at the hardware show three weeks ago. And it was a new type of electrical uh, device trim cover. So when you look at the lights switches at your house, you have the switch itself. And then you have the surrounding plate that we call the trim cover. Okay, this is a new trim cover 
that is a motion-censored nightlight. It looks exactly like what you have on the house right now. There's four colors. It requires no wiring, no permit. If you're capable of going to your toolbox and pulling out a flathead screwdriver, unscrewing the screws that are holding the current trim plate in place, snapping this new trim plate back in place and setting two screws, you are qualified to do this as a do-it-yourself project. I'll even let you do that one. It, <laughs> that's one electrical yeah. project you'll let me do, huh? It's snappower.com, and it turns any electrical junction box, any electrical device in your home into a motion-censored nightlight. So think about this. Uh, I like sleeping in a dark room, absolutely dark, no nightlight. But occasionally there are grandchildren leaving things on the floor between my bed and my bathroom that I could trip, stub my toe, uh, or, or other perilous events could happen. Beside my bed, we have one of these. And as I throw the covers off and swing my feet to the floor, a very dim light comes on shining down to the floor. And as I round the corner of the bed and head down the hall, the second one then comes on. It literally lights my way to the boys' room in the middle of the night in the middle of a dark room. And it doesn't require any permit, and it doesn't require any wiring. And you can get them for receptacles down 12 inches above the floor and shine down on the floor. You can also get them, or you can also get them on your switches. So as you walk into the bathroom, as you move your hand over to the light switch where you've memorized muscle memory, you know where that switch is, the little light will come on again. So it's Snap Power, my favorite little invention, new product that I found at the hardware show, and it's snappower.com. I love it. Well, a couple other little versions they have is one's a safe one for children, childproof one. Yes. And then also one that goes over GFCI. So in four colors and really reasonable in price, buy a whole package of them. Whether you have the old style electric receptacle that are little circles or you have the newer square decoras, they make them to fit either one. So take a look at that. I actually talked to the manufacturer. I said, you know what, buddy? If you could come up with these that would have a black light in them. So as I get out of bed, and start making my way to the bathroom, it would show me if there a scorpion is on the floor. That needs to be on my side. They only live I, on my they, side. Yeah, you're the only one that's ever been bit, that's for sure. But uh, it, that I, I, And he's in Utah. They're, they're, they're invented and manufactured in Utah. And his eyes kind of opened up, and he said, man, I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you could do a scorpion detection motion light uh, that I think would sell like hotcakes in your community, uh, Arizona and New Mexico as well. We've got Jim calling from Green Valley. Uh, let's see if we can get to him really, really quick before we have to break for top of the hour. Jim, welcome to the conversation. Good morning, Rosie. Uh, there was a big hailstorm here last summer, and we had some hailstorm damage on our roof. We're trying to determine what is the proper thing. Oh. Your cell connection is buffering a little bit, Jim. I hope you can hear me calling from beautiful Green Valley, Arizona. 
a lot of this will depend on what type. You have a flat roof. I can see that. Uh, what is there? Um, there are a couple Rosie certified roofing contractors down in Tucson, West Coast Roofing, Lions Roofing. Uh, if it's hail damage and you can verify it as such, uh, there's a chance your homeowner's insurance is going to cover a, co- a percentage of this repair. I would call my homeowner's insurance carrier to see if, in fact, it is covered. And then I would consider uh, calling one of the Rosie certified roofers and getting a quote. Um, and they, you know, well, I, I don't have time to go into it. But though that's step one, two. And then when you get the quotes, step three is decide how to repair it from there. Jim, thanks for calling from beautiful Green Valley, Arizona. Pima County got some snow on the Catalinas and Tucson Mountains this last week.